Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80 percent less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up Quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's Quince.com slash upgrade. You are now entering a critical thinking zone. So thinking caps are required beyond this point. From deep behind enemy lines, deep in the heart of the Midwest, it's your host, Andrew Coppins. And it's time for Critical Thinking. The misconceptions of Anthony Fauci, coronavirus bat research, and oh wait, for it, Pat. Just wait for it. A commitment to America. (sighs) What a great Monday morning it is after. Pat, I'm just going to throw this out here. The worst single game performance by a Green Bay Packers team since pre-Ron Wolf and Mike Holmgren. Just going to throw it out there. The single worst performance I have ever ever seen in person inside Lambeau Field. Do you do you need to cry? No, I don't need to cry. I just realized how um Jets fans have felt for 30 years. Um I just realized how Bengals fans up until very recently have felt. And you know, I mean, we're sitting in the stands, right? And it's getting close to halftime. And at that point in time, neither team had scored yet. And I looked at my dad and I just said, I'm pretty sure this is the worst team I have seen the Green Bay Packers have on the field since roughly about maybe when I was about five or six years old. I mean, that that's all well and, and bad and everything. Um, I think my Ravens are right there with you. No, at least your Ravens are playing offense, Pat. Like they ex- actually can score points, but but their defense can't hold a lead. In the all last three losses six of quarters, leads. Pat, my Green Bay Packers offense has scored ten. Count them ten points in six quarters. Well, here's the thing: this is what happens when you let someone like Devonta Adams go. 
Nothing to do with him. Literally nothing to do with him. Well, who who are you throwing the ball to right now? So Robert Tunyon, uh, the tight end, the all-star tight uh-huh. end, by the way, right? All-pro tight end. Cobb got hurt, nine, right? Nine catches. Cobb got hurt, sure. But, um, you know, Romeo Dobbs, the uh, uh, rookie, he's been playing really well. They've been doing the the right things when it comes to that. It is not their fault if Aaron Rodgers is throwing a ball three yards inside of a crossing pattern. It is not their fault if the ball is supposed to go into the flat and Aaron Rodgers throws it at their feet. It's not their fault if Aaron Rodgers throws one 10 feet over their head. So it's an Aaron Rodgers thing is what you're saying. Exactly. It's an Aaron Rodgers thing, and it's an offensive line thing. Because ultimately, what we saw yesterday was an offensive line that couldn't run block and it couldn't pass block. It couldn't do anything. Now, I will give credit where credit is due. Yes, the New York Jets have a very good front seven. Their front four especially is terrifyingly good, right? But Green Bay has not one but two players who have been multi-time pro bowlers and multi-time all pros, right? Uh-huh. And they're bookending the offensive line. Now, both of them are coming off a severe injury, right, to the point where David Bakhtiari hasn't, uh, up until recently, played in almost a year and a half. Then you take a look at Eldigan Jenkins, right? Over on the other side, on the right side of the line. Those two played next to each other for years. Okay, for at least two years, three years. And now they're playing as bookend tackles? Why are they not playing together again? It, it, It comes down to performance of that offensive line at the end of the day because Aaron Rodgers can't trust he's got more than two seconds the the run game they're lucky if they've got an open hole once in a great while at this point it's bad by the way who would have thought that both New York teams would be having the records that they have right now I thought the Jets would be better I I did I thought that they would be a pretty good team because they can rely on that defense I but who who would have thought the Giants would be five and one? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. No, I don't disagree with you. It's but on the other hand, I did get to go to Lambeau. I did get to have fun with uh, my dad and celebrate his birthday. So, um, yeah, that was a good time. But um, cold? It can't I? Uh, it was a little cold. It wasn't terrible. Like. I've been to games that have probably been about 30, 40 degrees colder. So I'm not going to complain about the weather other than, thank God it didn't rain like crazy. It rained for maybe 20 minutes of the game, and it could have rained all game long. So I'll I'll take it. Um, but, yeah, it was kind of a kind of a microcosm of the Packers' performance. They, they drizzled a little bit of hope on us, and then just nothing the rest of the game. And it was Sorry all three to hear. phases, too. I mean, you know, that's the hard part. It, the, it, you couldn't say, well, the defense let us down. Well, they did in some respects, but um, also they were on the field for freaking ever. You know, you also gave them three scenarios in which they had less than half the football field to defend. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. 
But how was your weekend, Mr. Padoni? Uh, you know, it was uh, it was rather quiet here. Unfortunately, Ohio State was on a uh, a bye week this week, mm-hmm. so so no real college football here. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, just kind of kept track of scores all day long. Took care of my yard. Uh, and all, all in all, I had a quiet weekend. Went to church yesterday. That's about it. Gotcha. All right. So, do you finally want to dive into the topics we've got at hand today? Yeah, we really probably should, huh? Yeah, because uh, Dr. Anthony Fauci wants you to know. First off, no. why is this man talking to anybody? And why is anybody wanting to interview this man? Honest to God, Se- at this point. Second of all, you got his name wrong. Oh, I'm sorry. <clears throat> It is the science trademark, the truth registered trademark, Lord, Savior, President, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. But he goes on to tell us that the there's a misconception about him. Which is what exactly? That he misled people. He did mislead people. Hmm. Well, um, Jonathan Carl of ABC on this week with George Snuffleupagus decided to uh, tell us uh, or ask um, Anthony Fauci, excuse me, the truth or the science trademark, the truth registered trademark, Lord Savior President, Dr. Anthony Fauci. Uh What is the biggest misconception about you? Because it's such a hard hitting, pressing interview, right? Wow. That that was the question? Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. 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 I, I think we could have asked a tougher question than that. Yes. Hey. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the, the only question that matters is what do you think should happen to people like you who completely sabotaged everything about this country for something that you cannot still to this day control in any way, shape or form? What, what should happen to people who yeah. lied, manipulated? Right. Nah, we're good. But what was the biggest misconception about you? I think the misconception is that I was misleading people. You know, to say that I, who have been an advisor to seven presidents and have never veered one way or the other from an ideological standpoint, and for somebody to say that, you know, I'm political. I mean, that's completely crazy. Except for we do know he's political. We do know which side of the aisle he favors. We do know this information because... He has given money to multiple candidates over the years. We do know that he curries favor with certain politicians who are not just going to fund his department, but make sure he gets a nice hefty raise. That man is the single highest paid employee in all of the federal government. That's insane. Go to hell. Not to mention, uh, we went from oh no, masks masks won't be necessary to masks are necessary to double masking to um, must get the 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 jab, must get mm. your booster, must get your second booster, must get your third and fourth booster. I mean, y- y- to to what end? Well, you I know, mean, I'm glad you brought up masks, Pat. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Would you take back what you said about masks? Carl asked. Obviously, the guidance changed, but you were very definitive. You said there's absolutely no reason for people to be wearing masks. 
Fauci says, yes, I mean, sure, if I had to do it all over again, of course, I would have analyzed it a little bit better. What about school closures, right? Well, um, I don't want to use the word mistake, because if I do, it gets taken out of context that you're asking me the question not. I would say that we should have realized and have realized that there will be deleterious. uh, What the hell? Um, deleterious collateral consequences when you do something like that. Okay, look, even we could just stop it right there. Screw you. Like, this is your attempt to look smart. Pinky in the air. Um, question here. I, and I guess this is kind of a pre-truth or fiction, I suppose, for tomorrow. But uh, truth or fiction, we, we'd still be in lockdown for abs right now if it were up to Anthony Fauci. I have no idea. No idea. Um, but he continued because this idea that this virus didn't doesn't affect children is not so. It does. We've lost close to 1,500 kids so far. 1,500 kids a day die of SIDS. 1,500 kids a day could die from the effects of um, mothers being addicted to crack, right? Right, right. Do you really want to play that game? It is less than 0.0001% of school-aged children. Are you following how many zeros I just gave you? Of a percent chance. Of them dying. We're still on this kick. Still on this kick. So it's not without consequences. If you go back and I ask anybody to go back over the numbers of times that I've said that we've got to do everything we can to keep these schools open, right? Right? Mm -hmm. Fauci has told us we got to keep the schools open. Carl presses him on this, though, saying a lot of schools were closed. There's a lot of remote learning. It went on in some jurisdictions for the better part of two years. We've seen what's happened with, um, you know, lower reading scores, lower math scores, and who knows the psychological impact. It was a steep cost. Fauci, it was. But the most important thing is to protect the children. The children. Hang on a second here. Hang on a second. (laughs) Everything that we can to keep the schools open, but we have to protect the children. Those are... Exact opposite, polar opposite uh, ends of the spectrum, Pat. Everything to keep the schools open but protect the kids. You cannot possibly make the case that both are your priority. That is an impossible scenario. Is he drinking the same juice that Biden's been drinking by chance? Because that feels like something Biden would say. No kidding. it's a complete contradiction. Now, speaking of contradictions, Pat, I I, I want to play this oldie but goodie for us. Okay. Do you regret particularly the last one, the shutdown, the sweeping shutdown that some said made things worse? No, I I don't, uh, Neil. And in fact, I think we need to make sure that your listeners understand I didn't shut down anything. I recommended to the president that we shut the country down. And the only way to do that is by draconian means of essentially shutting down a country. We know that we can do that 
if we shut down? Well, I think one of the things you really need to do to the extent that you can shut down mm. temporarily mm. the country, I think is important. Well, if I knew at the time that shutting down would have such a dramatic effect on controlling the spread, obviously we would have shut down earlier. There are those who say you shut down your dis- destructive things by disrupting the economy. And others say, well, if you save so many infections by shutting down, why didn't you shut down two weeks earlier? But I don't regret saying that the only way we could have really stopped the explosion of infection was by essentially, um, I want to say shutting down. I mean, essentially having the physical separation and the kinds of recommendations that we've made. You've been a big fan of Cuomo and the shutdown in New York. You've lauded New York for their policy. New York had the highest death rate in the world. How can we possibly be jumping up and down and saying, oh, Governor Cuomo did a great job. He had the worst death rate in the world. No, you misconstrued that, Senator. Could, correct me if I'm wrong, but Anthony Fauci could have been a politician. He is one. You don't, get to be, well, you don't get to be in your position or that position, right, without playing politics. You don't. That's true. He is a politician. Just an unelected one, I guess. Right. Bureaucrats are just unelected politicians. That's who they are. Okay? Mm. Mm. Uh, but, I, I mean, this is this is... So I ask this, or I play that in juxtaposition to use a big word like Anthony Fauci would like you to to know. Here's how you know Anthony Fauci is about to tell you a lie. The preceding word makes you go, what? Because um, just so people know, my general IQ, okay, having taken an actual IQ test, is just a few points off of the Mensa level, okay? I have taken it multiple times. I say this to say, um, you, I have that level of vocabulary. I understand that level of vocabulary, right? But do I need right. to use that level of vocabulary to make my point? No. No. He's using it as a rhetorical device to make you feel like he's the expert, right? To make you feel like he knows what he's talking about because you don't know that term, right? Furthermore, he's trying to make you feel like that he is smarter than you. Correct. And more capable of making these decisions than you are. And what what do we know over the course of the last two years, Pat? Every single recommendation he has made has been wrong. And... Every single recommendation he has made has been right because he's been on every single side of every single recommendation. Every one of them. Yes, he has. Yes, he has. And he continues to say that after more than 50 years of government service, I plan to pursue the next phase of my career while still having so much energy and passion for my field. I want to use what I've learned as the NIAID director to continue to advance science and public health and to inspire and mentor the next generation of scientific leaders. As they help repair the world to face future infectious diseases. You know how he's doing it, Pat? Do you, you know how he is helping us um, make sure that the next level and the next great wave of scientific leaders 
uh, come out. Do you know how he's doing that? How exactly? Well, <clears throat> yesterday, EcoHealth Alliance receives more funding for coronavirus bat research. A coalition of leading House Republicans raising alarm and demanding answers after the Biden administration approved another round of grant funding. Now, this isn't about the first one that we had heard about, uh, about what, a month or two ago um, at this point? I think it was about a month ago that, that that came out. There's another round of funding that we now know about. Another round of grant funding for research on coronaviruses and bats in Asia. The lawmakers had sent a letter to our the science trademark, the truth registered trademark, Lord Savior, President Dr. Anthony Fauci, who leads the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, serving as the chief medical advisor to President Joe Biden. Quote, we have grave concerns that one of your latest access, um, one of your last access, NIAID, is to send even more taxpayer dollars to an organization whose prior involvement in the very same subject may have contributed to a global pandemic. We write seeking information about your decision, including whether anyone at NIH has a financial or non-other or, or other non-official interest in EcoHealth continuing to receive taxpayer funds. Now, Again, we have talked about this. EcoHealth Alliance, for the longest time, was interested in what, Pat? In doing gain-of-function research. research. Mm-hmm. Okay? And specifically, it was they were the catalyst for the NIAID and NIH making a rule that they will not fund gain-of-function research, Right? This was the catalyst for it because they were going way too far in this research. They went from trying to understand how transmissibility happens between animals and humans, right? They, They went from that to trying to replicate and create a virus that would transmit from humans to animals. They went so far to create artificial so called lab leak theory, right? The so called lab leak theory. The lab leak theory exists because when you take a look at how this virus started, it is impossible for it to have started vis-a-vis bats from 300 miles away. It's impossible for that to have started that way. An absolute, utter impossibility. Because what we also know is what? China has lied its ass off, uh, not just about where it came from, but when it came from. When it started, there there is more and more evidence to suggest not just that it was in December, right? The wet market right. theory, right? There's more and more evidence to suggest that it likely had begun in July, August, or September. Because we know that people were exhibiting symptoms and dying assumed to be influenza, Right? In those right. months, all across the world. Why? Because Chinese citizens travel all across the globe. Like crazy. Like go to go to Europe, go to a popular place in Europe, and I guarantee you, you will see gangs of Chinese tourists. 
Guarantee it. Yet here we are, knowing what we know about what EcoHealth Alliance had done, knowing what we know about gain-of-function research. Why do they need even more funding for this? Why? Go get it from yourself. You don't need grants from us. It's very simple. EcoHealth Alliance, go to hell. Yet the NIAID and NIH, Fauci will hide behind the bureaucracy, right? The well, they've they we can't just do it. Yes, you can. You can change your rules. You have all of the capabilities to do so. How do I know it? Because you've already changed the rules. I'm starting to wonder, is Nuremberg too good for Fauci? I mean, what else is there? I don't know. I I, I don't know. At, at the same time, right? At the same time, he's talking about the misconception is that I misled people. He is giving money and allowing money to be funneled to the very organization that is at the epicenter of gain-of-function research, of, at a bare minimum, lying to get grant money. At a bare minimum, lying and changing the definition of what they believe gain-of-function to be, to get government-funded, taxpayer-funded grant money. At a bare minimum, that should disqualify your organization from ever again receiving funds. It's just that simple. I, I at, at this point, I just kind of shake my head at the whole thing and like, why? Why is this even still being allowed to continue? Why, why? are we giving any, not even quarter, right? Why are mm. we giving anything to Fauci? Why? Why are we allowing him any oxygen? Why and, and I mean this from a perspective of why are we putting him on in front of cameras? Why are we allowing him any oxygen to spread this kind of crap? Why? I mean, it, it, I think it goes kind of hand in hand with the definition of insanity. You do the same thing over and over again and hope for a different outcome. It's almost like they keep putting him in front of a camera, hoping that more and more people will listen to him and take him seriously and follow what he says. And to just continue along the lines of the panic porn, which people have kind of moved on from at this point. They don't really care anymore, but yet they're still trying to make them care and make them afraid and make them, you know, buy into all of this COVID hysteria two plus years later, two and a, two and a half years later now. Yeah, I, I, I mean. And I, I can't, there is nothing that I can come up with that makes any more logical sense than that. But then again, is it even logical at this point? It's just a clown show. Yeah. I mean, in, in Jordan Jacktail has one of the greatest timelines, if you will, uh, of this, right? Mm -hmm. Um. It's just nuts. I, I don't know how to describe it. It, it. Yeah, I just, 
the the man has lied through his teeth. And we know it because the man has never met, Pat, a microphone, a camera, um, a podcast that he has not liked to have been on. He has never met a chance to hear his own voice that he wouldn't take. And that should be a blessing, right, to us in so much as we have all of the ammunition needed to call him out on his BS. But even Fox News will carry a water for him. Such is the spirit of the age that exists. And such is the people, some of the people I meet and some of the things that come out of their mouths two and a half years, almost three years into this, it boggles my mind. I mean, I, I wish this wasn't a continued story, you know, and I, I think we both do. I think we both wished, you know, that, that Fauci was not who he is and did what he did. I, I, I think we all wish that, hey, Fauci is someone that we actually could trust and was actually trying to do the right thing. I think we all sincerely wish that, but the, mm-hmm. the fact of the matter is it's not even close, not even close. And he's not even anywhere remotely close as of right now to be being held accountable for anything. And we continue to go down these lines of giving him attention of putting him behind a camera of allowing him to try to influence us as a people. I mean, if you can think over the course of the last two and a half years, has there been anyone in media, anyone in politics, anyone in in research or medicine that has done and, and essentially inflicted more evil on our country than Dr. Anthony Fauci? I can't come up with one. I can't. Here's the example of what I'm talking about, Pat. A North Carolina judge ordered a Navy vet juror to spend 24 hours in jail after he refused to wear a mask when he attended jury duty in the courtroom. This is from October 16th of 2022, Pat. Worth it. Judge Charles Gilchrist is the only judge in in the courthouse who enforces a mask mandate for indoor events, according to the Daily Wire. Democrat Governor Roy Cooper lifted the statewide mask mandate a year ago. The 47-year-old Navy veteran, Gregory Hahn, came in for jury duty on Monday and spent 24 hours in jail after refusing to wear a mask. Hahn told uh, WRAL News that there were signs in the courthouse saying that no masks were required when he walked in. According to the clerk of Superior Court, Renee Whittington, Gilchrist enforces a mask mandate when he is doing cases. Worth it. Absolutely worth it. I, I I would have done the same thing this guy did, and I would have spent that 24 hours. I'm like, okay, go ahead and release me as a juror. Go ahead, because otherwise you're going to keep putting me in jail. And th- th- by this point, you're going to have to move on with the trial. Just release me as a juror. Oh, guess guess what other detail um, exists in this case? Oh, boy. Does it have something to do with the jab? No, it has something to do with the judge. Um, what specifically about this judge? I think we could probably take, take a wild guess as to what the judge does or doesn't do in the courtroom. 
He's enforcing a mask mandate, right, Pat? Uh-huh. Oh, he doesn't wear a mask, does he? Bingo! Nope, yeah. he's not wearing a mask himself. <clears throat> yeah. Worth every single solitary second to not have, number one, to do jury duty. Number two, to not have to deal with the utter insanity well, of all. So it's a judge that's not following his own rules and his own mandates. Well, so see, therefore, he needs to be able to clearly enunciate into the microphone. Oh, oh, that that that's why. Yeah. Um so that judge ever? should be disbarred. <clears throat> if he mm-hmm. can't follow his own damn rules. Folks, and I we're bringing all of these stories to you to highlight the fact that if you think this insanity is over, you're dead wrong. It's just gone almost underground, right? It, what you can't give it any quarter you cannot stop being vigilant against it because it's not just about uh the the covid jabs it's not just about masking it's not just about all of these things it is about playing into people's fears people's need for control and people's need for the spirit of the age today that's what this is all about people are so used to everybody else taking care of them Right. Oh, the government will do this for me. or The government's going to do that for me or this, that or the other thing. And it's just not true. It, it is time. You have to be vigilant against this. And I'm not saying that you have to be violently confrontational. What I am saying is that you can't just let the, let the water run off of your back anymore. When it comes to this, when you see people like this, when you hear people like this, when they're acting like this, call it out, shine a light on it, and let them feel like they're stupid. Because they've been telling us for two years that we're stupid, right? Yep. They've been telling us that all the things that we wanted to think about and believe and do all these things, um, we're the bad people. We're the bad guys. You're a bad guy, right? If you believe this, blah, 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 blah. Yep. Okay, so let me ask a very serious question of you. You know what I mean? Like, you can approach it that direction uh, from a sincere place of understanding and trying to understand and comprehend where they come from. Now, I will say this. Generally speaking, these types of people who are still down to clown with all the mask mandates and all those other things, right? Those people are still down to clown with it. They're not going to be persuaded to stop necessarily. But just knowing that people are <clears throat> vigilant against them, knowing that people are willing to call them out on their stupidity, maybe eventually down the road, they get it. Maybe. But it's not about changing their mind. It is literally about making sure that they understand that they are the anti-science crowd, making sure that they understand they're not normal. They're in the minority now. Because why? Because of actual science, because of actual lived experience. <clears throat> They're basically the ones making the argument that the earth is flat at this point. <laughs> right. Exactly. And everyone else wait, is wait, wait, it's not? Round. It's not flat? No, it's not flat. Don't go Kyrie Irving on me, Coppins. Don't do that. I, I'm confused. I, I But I can look out my balcony and see a round horizon. Right? Weird. Yeah. Must be an optical illusion. That's what it is, Pat. Yep. 
Either that or um, the truth. But hey, you know, 400 years ago, um, the earth was was round. What if what if we find out that it is flat? Like I said, don't go Kyrie Irving on me, you jerk. <laughs> oh, this uh, this weekend, man, I tell you. <clears throat> All right. So <clears throat> on Friday, Pat, <clears throat> uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, we had a member of Congress, right? Yeah. And his name was Chip Roy on the program. And if you haven't listened to the interview or seen the show, I highly suggest that you do so. Mm-hmm. But, um, Pat, question for you. Yeah. Um, what if I told you that um, the Team GOP actually had a plan in place to, to take America back? Uh, what, what if I told you there was already a plan in place and, and why would a member of Team GOP want to put another plan in place? Right? Team GOP yeah. all the way. Well, I mean, because it is election season. That's why they would want to do that. But um, Right, but why would why would there need to be a competing plan? Well, right, because there are different factions within the GOP, right? Because, as you see, um, <clears throat> the Team GOP is making a commitment to america pat right right so nothing says more of a commitment than uh having different factions within the republican party coming up with different plans for america nothing 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 says that more well steve scalise the house minority whip wanted to let everybody know that americans are fed up with a far left shift and they need a check and balance on the far left agenda uh i have a question uh, you milly-mouthed piece of crap and yes, I understand you you almost died on that ball field in Washington, D.C. at the hands of a socialist moron. I understand that. Uh-huh. That does not make you untouchable or unmockable. It just just for kicks, what exactly uh is his plan? Well, it's a it's called the commitment to America, Pat. And it's the plan of Kevin McCarthy and the and the team GOP. He's he's down to clown with it. So, in other words, it's the same thing as Kevin McCarthy, where Kevin McCarthy said he's going to cut wasteful government spending, yet he's going to use government wasteful spending in other areas. Well, right, because the commitment to America being introduced last month by Kevin McCarthy, um, <clears throat> it's got four themes. An economy that's strong, a nation that's safe, a future that's built on freedom, and a government that is accountable. Right. right. It includes goals of fight, uh, fighting inflation, making America energy independent, and securing the border. It was all platitudes, folks. All of it. Americans are furious about rising crime because Democrats embrace not only the defund police movement, one of the craziest ideas I've ever heard, but <clears throat> now they're going to cashless bail. And because they're doing that, vote Team GOP. Do do these people want to try to lose an election? I, I, like, honest to God, like, I mean, <clears throat> I, I can't even give a sports analogy to this. Um, 
Do you know what I mean? Like, this isn't even a... Are, are you intentionally trying to tank the season? Uh, like, what the absolute... Ha- oh, you know what? We have an opportunity to win the Super Bowl, Pat, right? Mm-hmm. We're, mm-hmm. we're on a roll. We are on an absolute freaking roll. You know what we're going to do? You know what we're going to do, Pat? We're up by three touchdowns, 10 minutes to go in the in the fourth quarter, right? Game should yeah. be over, right? Should yeah. be over. You know what we're going to do? We're going to throw an interception on every uh, offensive play that we have going forward. Yeah. It's kind of like um, voting for Team GOP is like rooting for the Bears, the Texans, and the Lions all wrapped into one little bundle. Oh, my. Sub-question, Bears mm. or Packers, which team's worse? All the Bears. I'm not so sure about that right now. I know the Packers um, beat the Bears, but I, the Packers, of, that was the Packers of week two. Uh, the Packers of week seven here. <laughs> uh, well, hold on a minute. Or week six. Hold on a minute. Um, have you seen the way that uh, the Bears have played and the way Justin Fields has played? Have you seen the fact that my Packers scored 10 points in six quarters of football, Pat? <clears throat> yeah, but against the city of New York. I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that Aaron Rodgers has thrown more f- thrown for more pa- or yards and for more touchdowns than Justin Fields has all season. Still almost the same record, bro. If not the same record. You're what? 3 and 3? Yeah. And they're 2 and 5 or 3 and 3. They're like two and five. Yeah, so or one no, game difference. Two. The only the only yeah, difference is that we beat them in week two of the season. That's it. If, if you would have watched that game yesterday, ask at, yourself at the, a serious question: Which team is better? At the end, at the end of the season, you will probably be number two in your division. The Vikings will probably finish first. Well, duh, they um, already got a basically a four game lead in the division. Right, so they already beat Green first. Bay. the The Bears may be finishing last. I I'm not sure if the Lions will finish last or if the Bears will finish last. But one of those two teams will be the Lions have been pretty snake bitten. Number one with injuries, and number two with like crazy finishes in games. Like, honest to God, this is a team that I I expected to not be one in five. All right, I expected them to be three and three, competing in the division, and they've lost what like seven important starters, five of them on offense. You want to talk about the worst defense in the league, it's the Detroit Lions. Right, because of injuries more than anything else. I mean, they're playing you know, people that were on practice squads of other teams two weeks ago. Um, but I, I bring this up only, only to say, <clears throat> these people do not get it. They don't understand the fight that's in front of us in any way, shape, or form. Uh-huh. You would think of all the people who should get the fight that we exist in, I don't know, should be the person who almost died at the hands of the exact opposite. Your opposition almost killed you, literally. You would think you get the gravity of the fight that's in front of us. Instead, it's, you know what? We're just fed up with the far left shift. And they're not looking at the Democrats' agenda saying they want more of it. They're saying they're fed up with a far-left shift and that both Biden and Pelosi have taken us. 
Not down a liberal road, but down a socialist road. That's what people are rejecting, and that's what we're proposing an alternative with the commitment to America. All the while doing this, too. That's that's basically, again, the Detroit Lions giving up a lead and screwing themselves into another loss. I mean, that's the closest analogy I could come up with that's going to make any sense. Now, now, according to Fox News polling that was released on Sunday, take a gander as to how many Americans are in favor of the commitment to America. Like percentage wise. I'm going to go with the round because this is so bad. I'm going to go with less than 25%. Ooh, almost 26%. Damn. 21% view it unfavorably, meaning 52% of America doesn't know what the hell the commitment to America is. It's not a messaging problem. It's not an education problem. It's a people don't believe your bullshit problem. I think I, I think to sum it up, it, it kind of fits this perfectly. Americans don't don't like Democrats, right? In fact, I, I would even say a, a lot of them hate Democrats at this point. Now, Pat, there's more to this interview. Oh, there's more. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay, but continue your point. My my point my point is is that Americans generally hate Democrats or in, in Democratic policies. But they don't trust Republicans. They don't trust the GOP. Because every single time they've given them the keys to the castle, right? King right. of the castle, king of the castle. They've screwed the pooch. Every single time. They have never done what they say they're supposed to be doing. They've never done it. Not once. Every single time, right? And, and I talked about this um, over the weekend with people. The argument was, well, we only had the House, so give us the Senate, right? Okay, so gave gave the Senate to the Team GOP. Oh, well, we got both sides of the House, but there, there's this veto thing, right? So you need to give us the presidency. Okay, gave you the presidency. Uh, what'd you do with it? Zip zero zero, squadoosh. Squadoosh. But... Shannon Bream asked Scalise how worried he was about the heated political rhetoric on both sides of the aisle, to which the congressman said that one of America's strengths is that we can disagree. The other side is not the demon or the enemy if they have a different viewpoint. Do I agree with that? Sort of. But we're not talking about different political viewpoints. We're not talking about somebody who believes in higher um, higher personal income tax versus a flat tax. We are talking worldview, cultural differences, okay? We are talking about one worldview that would like to do what to the other. We're talking about the spirit of the age, demonic powered, okay? We are talking about that group which would like to actually kill you if you don't believe what they believe. They will try to shun you from um, business shun you from social gatherings, shun you from social media. They will do everything in their power to make you bend the knee to their worldview or basically die. 
Because what's the alternative? You have got no money. You've got no way to get food. You've got no way to do this. Oh, by the way, don't you can't live in your house anymore, right? If it was up to the mortgage company, pass an ESG every month in order to uh, be able to have us continue holding your mortgage. It's not about differing viewpoints and being able to disagree with them without being disagreeable. It's not about that anymore, Steve. The GOP doesn't understand this in any way, shape, or form. That is very clear. There's a way to answer that, right? How worried are you about heated political rhetoric? Yes, I agree. Heated political rhetoric can be dangerous. It can be. And I would love to be able to tamper that down. However, there's a difference between political rhetoric and the fight that is in front of us. And the fight in front of us is two worldviews, one wins. We are not at a political fight anymore in this country. The days of being able to, oh, well, we want uh, 10% taxes or we want 15%. Those days are gone. They don't exist anymore. And this is not rhetorical flourish. This is the reality in front of us. They don't get it because they only live in that political bubble. They don't understand that one side of this fight has weaponized culture, academics. They have weaponized the boardroom that they have turned to fascism in America. Stakeholder capitalism, right? Who's the stakeholder? There's at least 523 different possibilities as to whom is a stakeholder. The number one possibility is the government at this point. We have a government who is literally holding patent with pharmaceutical companies to profit off of a jab that doesn't work. Oh, and by the way, we're also going to give you immunity from prosecution for being an absolute abject, not just failure, but liars, abject liars. Does Steve Scalise understand that? Clearly not. No. Does Kevin McCarthy understand that? No. Now, does that mean that the leader needs to get up there and speak, you know, the fiery rhetoric all the time? No. No. Because he does have a position of trying to make coalitions, right? Right. But how do you make coalitions with the enemy? Not just a, okay, can we compromise at maybe 11%, right, on the taxes? No. Their, their compromises bend the freaking knee or else. Their compromise is tank the economy. Or else. Yeah. It, it, they don't get it. They clearly don't get it. And yet we see everybody in right-wing media, everybody in libertarian media, vote Team GOP in 2022. How do you save a country when the team that you're voting for doesn't get what's going on on the field. You remember earlier when I mentioned the definition of insanity? Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I, it is literally, hey, you know what, guys? Um, running the ball 
off tackle hasn't worked all game long. Let's do that again. They don't know what the score is, let alone how to fix it, let alone how to get points on the board. They don't understand it. That is how a congressman like Chip Roy's plan comes to fruition, right? That is how Rick Scott in his milly mouth bullcrap plan comes out, right? Right. That's how there's a commitment to America. Does anybody trust that the that Team GOP is going to be able to do any of it? No, because it's all focused on legislation. It's not focused on uh, we're driving a culture. We're driving the cultural train. We're driving the academic train now. We're you know what I mean? Like, well, no, no, nope. They don't understand it. They don't get it. Now I give places like Arizona and Texas and other places that are giving us more school choice and you know more uh, opportunity to drive that version of of you know one of the three main trains right i give them credit for doing that but that is and that is not antithetical but um that is exactly opposite of the ideas and the policies that team gop it is running opposite to what team gop would like to have happen and mind you, uh, if you're going back to a sports analogy, if coaches kept, you know, doing this over and over and over again and not winning games and keep promising, you know, false promises and not delivering any kind of results, they get fired for this. Right. Right. And so why are we doing the same thing? If we're going to vote team GOP in the fall, what we would need from me to to feel comfortable or potentially comfortable with this scenario is a commitment by every single one of these people that we're going to put into office, especially on the Senate side, but even on the House side, a commitment that Kevin McCarthy will not become Speaker of the House. That all of the leadership, let's not forget that Liz Cheney is still in a position of leadership within the Republican Party, um, you know, inside the House of Representatives. Every single person who holds power is gone. Every one of them. Every single one of them. I don't care if it's, you know, good GOP or bad GOP. Gone. That should be the commitment they're willing to make to America is that the days of milly-mouth leadership are gone. The days of doing things that will right the ship for this country are here. And we're not even... It's a simple message to the American people. We hear you. We understand the fight that's in front of us, and we are going to do our part, but we ask you to do yours too. And our part is taking back the power and then using the power that we have to shift away from the fascism that we have allowed to happen. Instead, McCarthy, Scalise, Ditch, all of these people. What? How does this happen? It happens because they benefit from this. They benefit from the fascism they're seeing. They're unwilling to call a spade a spade. You don't have to go down conspiracy theory road to make the case to the American people. Start making a plain case, and they're not. No, well, they're just fed up with the far left. Okay, what 
What about the far left, right? What is it? Well, you know, you use the term socialist. Okay, but what is going on with our government then? You're unwilling to make the case that our government is fundamentally broken. You are unwilling to make the case that our government has at least become an oligarchy, if not a fascist government. And that is the dangerous part to America. If you're unwilling to make that case, you belong nowhere near power as far as I'm concerned going forward because I can't trust you. And with that, Pat, your final thoughts. Don't get lost. Remember who you are. No means no. And the red wave is coming, but it's not coming to save us. Please be smart, be safe, be kind. And as always, Matthew 547. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.